Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Uh, So kind of crazy. Today is the first Guidance Counselor 2.0 Live um, uh, as as an unemployed um, individual. so yeah, there we go. There we go. Actually, you're talking actually two guys. You know, you know what the title should have been, Aaron, for the show? Is uh two unemployed nerds. <sighs> two unemployed a lot of time on our hands. We're a lot just, of time yeah, on our hands. So, talk all day. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, th- this might go for six hours. Just kidding, have an interview at, at 10 Central. But um, I want to get started early this morning because I love Aaron and and um and, and we're gonna talk about some good stuff today and and also have a hard stop because I have an interview. So wanted to go ahead and get started a little early. But if you are tuning in, say hey, we'd love to hear from you. Um, again, I know we are a bit early, um, so I'm letting the people, t- uh, you know, trickle in at the moment. Um, it's good to see you. Meme team, what's going on? It's good to see you on, on YouTube. Good. We are live on LinkedIn, Yolanda. It's great to see you, girl. Um, so uh, real quick, again, happy Monday. Guidance Counselor 2.0. What is this? Probably like, what, what is this thing? So Guidance Counselor 2.0 was stemmed out of COVID in March of 2020. I wanted, a, I wanted a way to communicate at scale to the engineering population across the country. Um, um, I was a recruiter. Um, my next job is not going to be in the recruiting space, but I will still be a connector of people. So more to come there. But at the end of the day, I wanted to create a platform where I could, where I could basically scale my info to everybody. And so that's what this show became three years later. I've had a lot of amazing engineering thought leaders like Aaron on the show. Um, and, and we are going to, uh, have a good time, but this is also a networking platform. This is turned into a networking platform. Please comment, say, Hey, you're probably like, Taylor, what, how, how can this be a networking platform? A networking place is literally just something that happens consistently and you keep showing up. And that's what this is. I've had people literally find jobs on the show. I've had people find mentor, mentees, internships, apprenticeships, best friends. So please, if you are watching now in the future, just drop in and say, hey. That's all I guess. Just say, hey. Just That's it. Because what happens is, is that it brings visibility to who you are. There are people who actually network and connect with you even after the show. So again, please say, hey. Second thing is ask questions. This is one time where you can get Aaron, a very, very senior person in tech, on the. Uh, I, basically, he doesn't bill you, right? He doesn't Wait, bill what? you. Wait, peace. Wait, my connection's broken. I gotta go. So, uh, so yeah, ask questions, take advantage of of, of Aaron um, while he's here, um, and then um, finally, want to give a shout to the, to the official coffee sponsor of the show. That conference is right here. I am blessed. I am keynoting that conference next next month, um, but also to he has really good coffee beans. I'm not gonna lie. So use GC2 for a few bucks off, but also come to the conference in July. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, want to give some shouts to the people before we before we dive in. Yolanda again, um, Charmaine. It's good to see you, Ricardo, John, Typeway, uh, RJ, Angela, Michael, Andon, John, Carl, my guy from Raleigh. What's up, buddy? Tia, it's great to see you. 
Uh, and Neil, it's great to see you as well. We got we, we got the crew out today. All right, enough of me running my mouth. Uh, Aaron, let's give the people what they want. Who are you? Uh, what do you do? What, what did you do and what do you do now? And we'll, then we'll go from there. So hi, I'm Aaron. I've been, God, I've been in tech since the late 90s, which is a weird thing to say out loud. Uh, I was a programmer for a lot of my time. I mean, I started off, I, I kind of cut my teeth uh, <laughs> doing PHP websites and HTML stuff. Hey, PHP's I, back, man. I know, PHP's it got hot back. again. I it's left bad. it when it, I left hot. it when it had a bad reputation. PHP and jQuery. Everybody's using Laravel. We're going to be oh my everything's going to be backbone marionette in no time. It's going to be wild. We're, we're going to Dreamweaver. We're just going to bring back the 90s. Let's bring you, back the 90s in web dev. Now the, the other thing is could we bring back the other thing I cut my teeth on which is Macromedia Flash. That was a wild 2001 I do remember recruiting on Flash rolls and that went away real fast. I mean that, that was, was around fun. I mean you know what Aaron you could say it went away in a flash. Oh, ow, ow, ow. It was a fun couple of years of making banner ads, but I, <laughs> I I, have spent the last probably 15 years just working on bigger, bigger, bigger systems, larger systems. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of built my way up as a staff engineer, kind of right around the point where I, I was moving into principal territory. I, uh, I went lateral and I, I picked up uh, leadership roles. I kind of yeah. realized my leverage in organizations was better spent uh helping manage uh well the, all of the things that needed managing helping uh, encouraging the humans uh, giving guidance uh being a technical leader where i could be but usually yeah. just empowering people to get their work done um over time built up to a manager of managers uh title director but what, whatever they, the goal here is just making en enabling people by giving them the resources they need to get their jobs done and sure mostly getting out of their way um, I, I was at Eventbrite for seven-ish years. I've been in ticketing for about 10. I am unemployed by a certain amount of fate and choice at this point. So it's fun. I love it. Um, so uh, for those of you who are tuning in, um, Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron actually got connected from a former guest on the show, Brian Rutledge. So Brian, I know you're watching on the big screen. So thank you uh, for this connection. Um, Aaron, you're, you know, you're, I'm unemployed. You're unemployed. And Aaron, I can tell Aaron's a leader of people because uh, he sent me a, a Google Doc about everything he wanted to talk about today. <laughs> it's not long, but it's very organized and very concise. So Aaron, I can already tell you're good at your job. So anybody who wants to hire Aaron, please hire Aaron because if anything, his, uh, his note taking is fantastic. Uh, Aaron sent me one, two, three, four, five items. And I want to talk about probably the item that he maybe, and maybe I could be wrong, and his head probably thought the least about. But I want to talk about it because I think it's incredibly important. It's about taking a career break. And so, Aaron, I mean, talk about this because I am taking a break-ish. Mm -hmm. But also, too, like I find myself wanting to get back in it. So talk yeah. about the intentional break that, that you've taken and why it's been so good. It's been a decade. It's been a decade since I really didn't work for more than a couple of weeks on a vacation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there was a – we've we've had vacations so they're in yawn i realized about half of those vacations were also business trips where i like glob yeah for a week right like, oh i mean I'm, I'm in mendoza yeah i'll bring the family it'll be great uh which is fantastic but that's very different than saying we're going on a disney cruise that's very different Correct. than like you 100%. know spending a month somewhere um i i kind of looked up and and okay taking a break is also this weird place of either privilege or planning or happenstance where like you, you realize that you're in a, in a position where I, I don't need to don't necessarily need to get a job tomorrow. I don't need right. it. Uh, in, in my case, it was because of a uh, the exit from Eventbrite was enough to land on my feet. 
Sure. Uh, plus, I've been doing this long enough that I have I have that that cushion where I can kind of say, okay, take a beat. Well, then I think, I mean, we could talk about that too. I mean, just responsible savings. I mean, this isn't a financial show by yeah. any means, but I mean, I, I think there's some validity in that. Do I have to say I'm not a financial advisor? Is that- I think, is you, say, I, I, I think you have to say, based on my other podcasts, let's do this is not financial advice and then you're safe and you can say whatever you want to say. Definitely not financial advice. Uh, yeah, there is something to be said about, yeah, savings, understanding what what your runway looks like. If you treat yourself or your household kind of like a startup, understand what your burn rate is. Yeah. Uh, just how how long can you keep going? Um, while also recognizing that, yeah, you're 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 depleting some of your coffers, but what are you sure. getting for that? And that right. was actually the the mindset shift I had to take where I'm spending money to save sanity, to build rebuild sanity. Uh, I mean, my wife and I, the wife and I talked about that too. I mean, she goes, Taylor, like we're in a position right now and we're very fortunate. We, we, we sold our house at the peak of the market, you know, two years ago and, and um, in East Nashville, um, which is the hot side of town. And, and, you know, and, and she said, she was like, I mean, but I, I understand this is not a place for everybody. Right. And I understand that, but I do have to say, if you do have the opportunity to take a breather, take a breather. So let me ask you this. What have you learned from this time? Or have you learned anything? I've learned that I, I didn't realize this at the time. I put a, a lot of myself into my role Same. over the years. Same. I put I put a uh, I put too much myself, frankly. Uh, it's it, it, not to the point where it was codependent, but I mean, I definitely woke up and worked and, and worked and then went to sleep. I mean, don't life yeah. was uh, peppered in around that. Sure. Um, but getting that perspective about the things where I, I kind of had work first, me second, work first, family second. Um, and it was definitely towing the line of, of unhealthy, which I, I needed that perspective from the career break. And we're talking mm -hmm. like it took me six weeks to, to realize that. Really? Um, changed some of the dynamic around the household with me being able to help out more practical times with you know, kids and yeah. things like that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I we don't have a meeting at... 10 a.m. in the morning, you can help out around the house a little bit. More. You don't have a meeting at six or seven in the morning, you can help out around the house. That too. That well, too. Was, and that was part of it. We had a global organization. It wasn't yeah. the norm, but it was, there was definitely a fair. Because you were, because you and I chit chatted, you were in charge of running the offshore teams or or large portions. I, I had actually had teams on uh, with people on four continents. So okay. I mean, it yeah. was I, I would I was in charge of India necessarily, but we definitely had offshore in India. I had people in North America, South America, yeah. Europe. Um, which worked out. It just, it took a lot of, you had to be very intentional about it. And so uh, the, the time off, if detox is the wrong word, cause it's like, but I like the, that word. The metaphor like that word. Yeah. Let's, let's let like it go. Yeah. Uh, with, if you, if you take the sentiment of detox, yeah, you, you let it leach out of your system. And you, I started the whole, the whole time off prospect with like, Oh, what, what am I going to get done? What, what am I going to do? Same. What am I going to do every day? I need to, I need to, I, oh, there's these certifications I've been meaning on doing these half dozen books I need to do. I, oh, I need to, I need to do nothing, Taylor. I need to pick up my, Dude, I need to dust off my PlayStation. About. This is what I want to talk about. Cause I find myself, I'm, I mean, I'm, let's be, let's be honest. The last week you're at a job. It's usually not super, you know, you're already starting to detach. Yeah. So I'm maybe, oh, I'm maybe six days into mm -hmm. the process. I mean, this is technically my first day of unemployment, but you could say the last week, six days. Yeah. How, how, I can feel like, and I'm in counseling, right? Full transparency in counseling. And I've talked to my counsel about this. It's like, I have been peddled to the metal for 12 years. Yeah. How do you break that up? 
I, well, I definitely had to be intentional about it. I mean, God, I yeah. signed up for the half dozen AWS certification courses, which I have been doing slowly. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I had this run and gun of like, oh no, I need I need to get all of those those courses taken care of. I need to fill in some gaps. I need to uh, I need to start running every morning. I need to start. no. I, I I think that the pedal to the metal thing I had to be very intentional about. I just had to go ahead and be present with whatever I was doing. And I also, I don't know, I, for me, I've always been a, a tight scheduler for myself, but literally scheduling things like leisure has worked for me. Yeah. Um, It feels like I'm forcing my, it sounds so weird, but, Forcing nope. myself to go ahead and sit down and play video games for two hours has made a difference. It's well, it's funny. Wendy, so Wendy said PlayStation. Um, yeah. uh, and, and, and I get, I mean, it's just whatever works. I mean, literally to me, I schedule time in to work out, say like at two o'clock. Yeah. I don't go. Cause, cause again, cause I think it's a marrying of two, right? Like I'm not saying, cause I'm super, you and I sound very similar, super regimented, go, go, go get shit done. And I, and, and it's, you can't like wake up the next day after working for 10 to 12 years and be like, oh, I'm going to change everything. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of moving into that, you know, my wife last night, uh, we were, we were meal prepping and she was like, how, how are you doing? She goes, do you, do you have the Sunday scaries? Like, what is it like? And I, and I kind of, I kind of was like, oh shit, I don't have Sunday scaries. But I was like, oh wait, now I do. No, 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 wait, I don't <laughs> like, I don't need it. So like, again, like it, it's a yeah. very weird acclimation process. The Sunday scaries. I've heard that. I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I didn't know what to do right away. So coming coming out of the job, I had, I had a lot of really valuable connections. I made at Eventbrite. I found myself just continuing to talk to people that used to work for me, honestly, or people that were about to stop working for me. Um, and still just kind of making sure that everybody's cool. Like this isn't my job anymore, but it felt it was, it was a little bit of closure for me yeah. to help me kind of, uh, all right, help push that boat into the water. They're going to be okay. So what do I do now? Um, deprogramming yourself from, from the, I still would say the regimenting is helping my mental health. Um, yeah, for the sure. leisure time it's getting in, it's getting out during the day. It's it, trying to, I'm still, you know, I got kids in school, so it's not like I'm driving right. everywhere every day, doing tons of stuff. I, I am, uh, I tend to do a lot more networking, just one-on-one stuff with people I haven't talked to in a long time, talking to old bosses, just friends, going to lunch with people. Um, It's one, one part uh, socialization, one part food. There's a lot of that. There you go. I love that. We have some comments coming in here. I want to get to for sure. Marilyn says, uh, it's also good to see you, Marilyn. Um, It's tough that that work-life balance, the struggle is real for sure. Joe says, I left a company with no job prospect in sight, exhausted my savings with the goal of HR recruiting positions, only best money I've ever spent. Mm-hmm. Again, right? I mean, it, I think, you know, my my dad used to work um, for Outback Steakhouse for 25 years in my hometown um, that I grew up in. And uh, one thing I think Outback did really well um, was they gave a sabbatical. Yeah. They forced a sabbatical every 10 years. Yep. I, and, I have a couple of friends that have that at their organizations. Like after five, you get six weeks yeah, off or something five, like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I, th- I think that's needed. Yeah. I think that's absolutely needed. Um, Carl comes in here. Sometimes you need to reset. Agreed. Um, reading is a great way to, uh, to detach even when working. I love that. I, I'm not, I'm not a reader. Um, I think I have ADD and my brain wanders too much. Um, <laughs> I went, uh, I went from, uh, I went from audiobooks because that was my go-to when I would drive uh, to the city. I would, I, that's how I was, re- I just realized I haven't picked up a book in a while. So I, I yeah. There you go. 
I'm more of a coloring book type of guy. Um, <laughs> everyday <every> scaries. <laughs> my brother, what's up, dude? What crazy food dish has Aaron cooked for his family lately? Oh my lately? god, what I've been cooking? Oh, I have been cooking like a. Are you a cooker? cooker? I mean, obviously, Brian, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a baker chef. This is one are you really? I ask this question of a lot of the people that uh, come through my doors for for recruiting. It's it's okay. If money wasn't an issue, what would you do? Tech is an easy one. Like it's it's you're you're sure. in a puzzle. You're well, solving Brandon, puzzles I mean, to get a bunch of money, but like, what would you do? Brandon's a huge foodie. Like, I, I think if Brandon had a limited money, he would go start something in the restaurant industry. Oh yeah, I just want to bake pizzas all day for people. That's for all real? I really want to do. I mean, for I can't real? afford it, but that would be a fantastic life. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I, I did, uh, Brandon. I I did uh, enter the the California State Fair uh, entry for baking for my cookies that I that I've made. Uh, so I'll be uh, yeah, I've got about uh, three weeks till I do that. What type of cookies? These are uh, spicy molasses cookies. Okay. Uh, spicy Mo's. Yeah, they were they they had a, a small cult following in the uh, San Francisco Eventbrite office, but uh, family recipe that I modified over the years, and that's awesome. Uh, it was one of my one of my okay or one of my like yeah I guess OKRs for the year, like the jokey OKR that you put in. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I'm gonna enter my cookies in the state fair. It's the only one that matters now that I don't work for Eventbrite anymore. There you so go. I, I, there I you kept go. that one. I love that. Uh, Nick comes in here. The mental aspect is difficult to quantify, but an absolute necessity to address. Have you have you had any big re um, revelations at all? And and if not, no worries. I just wanted to see if if anything's you know you talked about how that you probably were diving too much into work. Mm -hmm. um, maybe work was too much your identity. Is is there any other things that that is kind of uncovered during this time of peace, stillness? I guess you could say. Not particularly. Those two encapsulate. There's little subtopics within that. But I mean, sure. putting too much of yourself, you don't know what too much is until you've been doing it for a while. And it's even yeah. sometimes it feels like like going to the gym, whatever you can you can continue expanding beyond yourself. But I, I don't know, I, I kind of that perspective was necessary for me to understand, like, uh, that yeah. time helped me realize where my boundaries kind of got stretched over a decade. Yeah. That makes so sense. So it's a good reset. If nothing else, uh, it gives me uh, lines, you know, just lines on the field to look at for next time. So I kind of understand. Is there, is there anything that maybe that's actually a really good segue based on what you've learned right now, taking time. Is there any, um, uh, I'm saying gates. I don't think that's the best word. Is there any, um, boundaries you would put in place maybe for the next opportunity? And if not, no worries. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, with 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 the opportunities I'm currently talking through with with people, um, I would I would personally like to avoid a manage people on four continents situation. Yeah. I do I do believe in I believe in remote work. I believe uh, in but not the not one person back. managing four continents. <laughs> yeah, I, distributing that's a, a little better. I mean, don't get me wrong; you can manage a couple people on one continent, but having having that just a team distributed to that level, the organizational hierarchy gets gets weird real quick that is sure. something i i would work on i think the the cognitive overhead to make sure that i wasn't overworking myself mm. um was because I, I put a lot of it on on me I, I chose to not have my people staying up till 10 p.m uh on a regular yeah. basis you try and share the load you try and make sure everybody kind sure. of everyone suffers equally i don't know <laughs> but but yeah. pr practically speaking i i think i I'm definitely looking into that as a main thing. Like, let's just not do this again. I don't need to. Mm -hmm. You always have to do it at some point in jobs. Like there's always a little bit of like go the extra mile, but you can't do it for six months or a year. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so let's kind of transition in a little bit to um, the job search, right? right. And, and, and 
what has been, I mean, you've taken time off, but, I, but you and I chatted backstage about kind of some of your, your, your tactics and, and you and I were very similar, but, but talk, talk about kind of the big overarching one that we talked backstage. Just within all of the job hunting stuff. I mean, networking is number one for me. I had to realize that in terms of hunt, looking for jobs, um, my God, it's, it's, I haven't, I've had more things given to me, handed to the, Hey, have you thought about this? Thought about this than me actively searching job boards or um, I have been working with recruiters, with a friend recruiters, so to speak. There's people I know that know me. Uh, so that networking aspect has been a, the key. Just because cause you said you have not had to write your resume. I have not written my resume. I am. I am. A, I don't know why. Am I just stubborn? Is that all it is, Taylor? I don't. I, I mean, I've been very blessed. I haven't had to use my resume. Yeah. During this job, during the, I mean, I mean, we're at the start still, but you know, I, I haven't had to use it. I think if you're doing it, I don't want to say if you're doing it correctly, because mm -hmm. I think you can do it correctly still with a resume, if that makes yeah. sense. But like, I think if, if, if you are, if you are a networker or you are networked in doing it without your resume truly shows that you have the network. I am recognizing this is a, another talk about place of privilege. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of connections here. The thing to, to be clear, I have about a four page resume, which is twice as long as it needs to be. Uh, I've been paring it down uh, when necessary, but I haven't, again, I haven't really sent it out. I, that one where it was a pre precondition. I will say though, preconditions. If you find yourself in an interview panel, especially interviewing you, hopefully with people that you don't know, the resume is a is a roadmap for them. They they That's true. they do, That's I mean true. especially there are times where you will find yourself being asked to do an interview in two hours on something. Who is this person? They're not going to figure out who you are. That's not going to do anybody any good. So having that resume is kind of required at a certain point. I'm in the having conversations with hiring managers and, and yeah. uh, the senior leaders of some organizations. So I think I, again, I get to skip a little bit of that right now. It's not going to last forever, but yeah, I, I didn't dive into resume right away. It was painful to go ahead and reduce, you know, half decade of impact into a few bullet points talking about ROI and efficacy. Yeah. And like, oh, I did, it feels so diluted. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Ta I mean, so, you know, we, I obviously bring a lot of junior, more junior people on the show, um, you know, and it's very obviously the tactical side of things, but when you're in leadership, man, what does that look like from a networking perspective? Like, did you, I mean, I, did you, did you just make one post that you left Eventbrite and then everything poured in? Are you just like randomly going through your phone book when you're like playing video games, when there's a break in the video games, like, Hey, we should chat tomorrow. Like what is, what does networking look like for a director of engineering right now? Okay, so I made the post on LinkedIn. I, I that was one of the first things I did was I kind of tried to gather my feelings. Yeah. Sure. I, I split it in, into two posts because it was too long. I didn't know LinkedIn had a content length, so I, I uh, split my post. Just write a novel. Well, it's 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 useful to have the informational one. Okay, I'm not here. It's okay. Everybody, we're all in the same. It's gonna be fine. Sure. Like that that sure. sort of let's 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 calm the waters one. And then my second one really was a, was more of the gratitude post because I I owe that I owe the people I work with a lot. Uh, and it from there it turned into all of a sudden I'm getting iMessages from people I used to either I used to work with or for or people used to work for me. And it's a little bit of like, hey, we haven't talked in a couple of years. What are you doing? Hey, I moved to move to your area. <laughs> let's go get some coffee things yeah. like that um 
so uh, that that's what a lot of it was. But the the other thing, uh, networking, I I got involved in. There's a Slack group called uh, or Michael Lop Rands. He runs a management Slack group, um, which I've been a part of. God, it's got like sixty thousand people in it. Jeez. Um, and yeah, it's a Rands Leadership Slack for anybody who's interested in joining. Uh, it's been a fantastic resource. While on my break, the first channel I joined was called Pro Leisure Circuit, which is a series of people who are just on breaks. And I joined the video games channel and the keyboards channel and a, and a few of the management craft stuff. Uh, it's been nice to talk to just other leaders. Yeah. And and so that that's a little bit of it. So some of it's some, of it's some new people. Some of it's uh, there's a tr the people come out of the woodworks that you, you used to work with. Somebody liked working with me. It's uh, yeah. it does give you the warm and fuzzies to get that call. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that I stress a lot is when you get into an organization, your networking doesn't stop. Like that's probably when you almost need to double down more on networking. I mean, what would you, I mean, based off your nod in your head, you would agree with that, but I mean, t talk about, because, because it pays off now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it like good people want to work with good people. Yeah, absolutely. And so you really need to double down on that. Yeah. I mean, the networking stuff, God, I mean, I, I, one thing I was better at was kind of, connecting with cross-functional people. I, I don't know, people in um, not necessarily the engineering function. I knew sure. everybody in the engineering at Eventbrite, but it was uh, working with, God, yeah, when I was at, as a director, I met more SDRs, all the sales representatives from various companies. But I mean, yeah. I, I was hearing from them about opportunities at their organizations that they were salespeople for. Like, hey, because that's an interesting one. Like people who I bought software from. That's interesting. Uh, are now like, oh, that. they remember me during the procurement process, the implementation yeah. process, all those things. You can get you, you can definitely get noticed there. Conferences are a thing. I'm a I'm an extrovert introvert. Uh, and if you ever see me at a conference, same. Like, I'm, I'm, hey, same. I'm, I'm here for I'm here to talk. I realize that it takes me a while to kind of connect, yeah. <laughs> talk to people. Yeah. I was at reInvent this last year and I had to, man, I felt like the kid at the first day of school. Like I was going to say reInvent. Like at least some of these like local community run engineering, you know, like, yeah, I mean, Momentum in Cincinnati or Magnolia JS and Jack, like, like that, that circuit, there's a little easier because there's kind of the same people, man, but you would go into these corporate, com these corporate conferences like reInvent or, you know, these massive ones, like it, it is a first, it is a lot. It's a lot. A lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Exactly. I, and I'll tell you though, my, the, my, most of my connections came from going to the, the lunchroom, the catered lunch and sit at a table with 10 people. Yeah. You, anybody want to eat in silence? That, Probably not. Just take some. Friends. Sometimes I do, but that's that's the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, let me see here. Um, as we wrap up here, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, we're just, you know, obviously, you know, grazing the surface of all this stuff. Um, is there any other kind of tips or tricks, um, to to job seekers right now, or even other hiring managers right now? I mean, okay. There's a there's a few things here. There uh, for me, there there's always a bit of an emotional roller coaster when you're looking for jobs. Uh, I had a, an old uh, a former mentor of mine uh, talking about not falling in love with job opportunities. Don't fall in love with candidates. Also, is a thing he told me when uh, I was a hiring manager on things. And it's so true. You'll find jobs that feel perfect, like and they feel perfect to you. You're the perfect candidate for the job far as you're concerned you're the perfect you're the right fit you have everything and, and just you don't get passed around don't you have to let it slide off it's good to get feedback about it if you can it's good to understand where that disconnect between you and them may have been 
Um, but there is an emotional roller coaster. You kind of have to be steeled for it sometimes. Yeah. And falling in love with that job before you've gotten through the rounds is it's hard. Also, it can definitely flavor your uh, flavor the interviews themselves if you're, <laughs> you're ready to go. And also it'll affect your negotiation process. If you do get to the point where you're at an offer, you love the opportunity to work there. You find yourself, you're, you're, you can occasionally do yourself a disservice because you're looking at the opportunity with rose, rose tinted lenses. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, that's something I talk about and people confuse this. I'm, I, when I, I usually say, when you get an offer, you should be questioning it so much. You're trying to talk yourself out of the offer. And I, and I get people they are like, well, you, wait, you're telling me to like, reject the offer. No, no, no. I'm just no. saying you need to be, you need to be, you need to be critical thinking. Yes. Right. And, 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 um, and, and I'm even challenging myself to mm -hmm. that too. And I'm sure you are as well as we're, because, because I don't know about you. I like, I'm the over emotional guy, right? So like cry at commercials, especially during Christmas with Hallmark commercials, like that's me. Like I get super attached. Like that's, I, I'm like all or nothing. Right. So for me, it's been kind of an interesting journey as I start interviewing this company. It's like, oh my gosh, I love this. Oh my gosh, I love this person. Oh my gosh, I love this company. It's like, bro, like, bro it's like dating all over again. You need to chill yeah, out. Chill out, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it's, I, I like the critical lens. You have to look at it that way. And anybody who's been in this game long enough will have that moment where you've accepted a job too quickly. I've done this twice. Really? You regret it for years. You are catching up for years on comp. And I mean, you can, you can get there, but man, it's a lot. So uh, yeah. yeah, falling in love doesn't do you any good there. Um, for some people, I know that application tracking uh, is a super useful thing, especially for, you know, some people newer to the career who are applying to a lot of places when you, when you're dealing with, I, I've heard from people uh, coming into uh, Eventbrite, like I, mm -hmm. I applied to 200 places. Like how the hell do you keep track of 200 places? I mean, I mean, you, uh, I, someone told me, just treat it like a sales, treat it like you're, you are the SDR. It's a sales thing. Use a sales CRM. Yep, helps you keep yep. up with the, with the yep. connections. There's a ton of free ones out there. Yeah. It just helps you keep track of everything. You will lose your mind. Otherwise be deliberate about calendar, calendar, calendaring your life. Yeah. That's, that's something that I believe in. And, 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 and to be honest, I haven't done the greatest job of this, this time. Uh, I, I've, I know I've missed out on some opportunities because I, I it's again, I'm, I'm blessed. The opportunities have come at me, but it's hard. I, I didn't do a good enough job being intentional from that perspective. So I yeah. agree. Like you, you gotta be that. And then the other fun one, my friend is uh, as always imposter syndrome. I've been doing this yeah. more than two decades and I still wonder who's going to really, really me, me yeah. have a job again. Yeah. I, it's fun. It's, it is a constant thing. Uh, I was definitely at the top of my game in certain aspects and just acknowledging that just because you're, you know, learning in other aspects does not mean you're an imposter. You're just, this is the, this is the growth curve everybody goes through. Uh, allow yourself that grace to be missing an aspect of a job requirement. <laughs> like have it, you can have everything, but you're missing like 20%. Take it, just run with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Last question as we wrap up here. So this show is called guidance counselor 2.0 for a reason. We had guidance counselors in middle school, high school and college, but now as adults, we don't really necessarily have them. What would be your biggest piece of career advice to your younger self? To my younger self. My God, I am that old. There's a younger version of me. I actually, you know what? It's pretty, this, this one is directly related to the thing we just talked about, the falling in love with opportunities and diving in because you, 
it's a little bit for the love of the game uh, instead of everything else. I, I've never been a person to jump jobs every two or three years, which is a common enough strategy to, yeah. to go ahead and build build your brand, build your wealth. Um, but I, I definitely have spent too long at places for, for my mm. because I was in love with it mm. uh, because I had I had grown acclimated to I don't know let's say some of the negatives in an organization uh, or I felt like I was acting in defense of the people that I worked with or things like that so the, the falling in love thing staying places too long accepting offers too quickly uh, being able to remain uh, a, a few steps back uh, is the thing that I, I I'm getting better at it hopefully yeah. constantly getting better at it yeah. uh, but Oh man, if I could have known this in my early twenties, it would have made all the difference for my career. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, well, Aaron, thanks again for hang- coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, stay on backstage so I can say bye to you, but everybody who tuned in today, thank you. We obviously had a crew out today. Go connect with Aaron. Um, and, uh, man, I appreciate you. Thanks for the convo. And, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks so much, man. It was a great time. All right, really. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.